I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> I am. Me okay. too. Cool. Three, two, one. The iSpot is the podcast about polar science and the people. We talked to scientists who went on board Polarstern, the German research icebreaker, for the biggest research expedition in the Arctic. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to the iSpot, the podcast about polar science and the people. We are here in the studio of Radio Visa TV again. My name is Kirstin Werner and I'm sitting <laughs> next to Sarah Pasqualetto. Perfect. I yes. practice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounded 100% Italian. Well, okay. Hello, everybody. We are here because we have something special yes. to say. Last yes. week, or was it two weeks ago? Almost I think it was two weeks, weeks ago. We were in the studio here in Bremerhaven and talked to Stephanie Arndt, mm -hmm. who is a CI scientist at the Alfred Wegener Institute. Yes. And uh, she is going on board Polarstern, mm -hmm. joining the Mosaic expedition. I think she's leaving end of January. Yeah. So we wanted to have a check-up with her before she's going and before the Christmas vacation comes and everything. Mm -hmm. And that was a super nice interview, yes. wasn't it? It was very nice. It was very insightful. We asked Steffi about how she's preparing for a mosaic and also about her role in the third leg, right? Yes, it will be the third one. Yeah, and, so, and what she's going to do there. And at first, we thought... This could be a nice uh, trailer, so to say. Yeah. So like a good introduction to who Stephanie is, but making it like a 10 minutes uh, episode. But because it was so great and also it's Christmas season, we decided to give all our listeners a small present for, for the Christmas holidays and produce this bonus episode. Yes. So you're going to hear the full interview with Steffi together with some music. Which, by the way... Yes, we have to tell you something about the music because yes. uh, some of you were wondering about the last episode with Thomas Racco <laughs> where we always announced the music but then on Spotify or on the, all these podcast platforms mm -hmm. it actually didn't play it. Yeah, and there so was a very disappointing on? jingle yes. <laughs> instead of <laughs> a cinematic orchestra. <laughs> Because we are producing our episode on a radio station, we are able to play the music. And we think it's a good option to give our guests the opportunity to show also and, and to bring their own music. So yeah. we very much like this format. Because we, we think we can really learn something about the exactly. person, you know. And so if you're listening to these episodes on a podcast platform, you can also listen to the music and the playlist that our guests prepare before coming here on Spotify. So if you type in right. the iSpot and then the name of the guest, you can already find the playlist with the songs that we announced on the episode and bonus tracks. Yeah. So those songs that unfortunately didn't make it on the on the episode because of time uh, reasons, but that our guests prepared. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to uh, listen to the full episode, I mean, you can also do that. So so that is um, broadcasted on Radio Visa TV. Um, we don't know yet. <laughs> When? when? When, but um, we, we will share this with you on Instagram. Yes. And, um, and then you can go on this website and listen to it online. So um, that's possible. And then you can hear all the music. Also, Thomas, um, last time he brought some self-recorded music, which we cannot put on the playlist um, for the iSpot, of course, because yes. it's, it's not on Spotify. But um, on the radio version, it will be there. Yes. So um, watch out for next Instagram posts. Yes, exactly. Hello and welcome to the third trailer of the iSpot, the podcast about polar science and the people. Yes. With me is my colleague, Sarah Pascaletto. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you, Kirsten? I'm very good today. Even it's nice that I'm waving bad. at you and nobody's gonna <laughs> ever going to know this. Well, now now well. everybody knows. And Steffi, <laughs> yeah, our yes. studio guest, is also waving to me. Hello, Steffi. <laughs> Hello, girls. <laughs> So Steffi yeah. Arndt is a CI scientist at the Alfred Wegener Institute. She got her PhD in 2016 about 
Correct me sea if ice. I'm wrong. Sea ice, <laughs> Arctic and Antarctic sea ice, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. And Steffi Arndt will join the Mosaic expedition very soon and will tell us today about what she's going to expect there. So, Steffi, when are you actually joining the expedition and what will be your role on the expedition? Uh, Funnily, it will be from today onward exactly two months as today is the 27th of November. And uh, today the people for like two are going to leave this evening. And for us for like three, it will be in exactly two months from now um, to leave also from Tromsø with a Russian icebreaker to go to this yeah, central observatory where Polarstein is mm -hmm. um, connected to the flow. And can you can you explain once again this idea of legs? So there are six legs of the mosaic expedition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so um, Polashen was supposed to drift with the ice for uh, yeah one about one year, um, mm -hmm. but the entire thingy from going there and um, from Tromsø in September until the ship will be back in Bremerhaven mid of October next year, it will take uh, thirteen months roughly. And those 13 months are divided into six legs. Um, and each leg is roughly around about two months, except for the first one now, which was also subdivided into one A and one B, but in total it, mm -hmm. uh, it's three months. And in normal case, people join then one leg um, of those six. But there are also several people joining two legs in a row or joining one leg in the beginning, one in the, one in the end. Yes, and I will be on leg three. Okay, and that will start in two months from now. Exactly, this was that. Yeah, as I said, on the twenty seventh of January from Tromsø, we need to be in Tromsø already on the twenty third for all the preparations, mm -hmm. and then we are leaving on the twenty seventh, and we hope to be then on, uh, yeah, in the vicinity of Polarstern. Of course, depending on where they drifted <laughs> by that time, uh, I think they planned something around two weeks. But this this is why it's now really exciting to see when they leave now port for the exchange between leg one and two, mm -hmm. how this will all work out. So how how long will it, will it take to go there? How will be the really the exchange of freight, which is a lot, which needs to be um, also exchanged between the Russian um, supply vessel and Polarstern, and how it will work in terms of the people exchange. And it's really exciting mm -hmm. now for us to see how this is going to work for like one, two or like two. And I think we can then learn already quite a lot for our exchange from leg two to leg three. So, so now the exchange between leg one, one and, and leg two, two uh, there's a Russian... Exactly, it's the same Russian ship vessel. that we are um, g going to join. So it's okay. a Dranitsin, which is supposed to be a little bit a little bit more comfy um, somehow. But yeah, also there, yeah. I have no clue what I should expect from that. We will just see and learn. And that both both uh, times they leave from Tromsø exactly. and going directly exactly. to where they will, Exactly, is. and then they will bring the new people, pick up the people from the lake before, and mm -hmm. then we'll bring them also back to Tromsø. And, and what will be your role on the ship? Well, once uh, you arrive, once <laughs> <laughs> you arrive, <laughs> when you manage to get there safe and sound. <laughs> well, actually, I'm already now pretty much involved, even though that was not my first priority in terms of science, to be honest, um, from the beginning. So in the beginning, I was not really involved into Mosaic as I'm originally working in Antarctica, so just on the other side of you the... You are an Antarctic person, yes. right? Yes. yes, so this is... I mean, I spent in total 14 months already on Polarstern, and from those 14 months, I think it's like 13 in uh, going to Antarctica, so it's really like... I mean, this is where okay. I'm based in normal life, yeah. also with all my science. Um, but now for Mosaic, it's more like it's about experience on the ice. It's an, it's about experience in, in uh, working techniques and in, in scientific techniques. And um, of course, all the stuff I'm doing in Antarctica, in my project now, it's also one aim to do comparisons between Antarctica and the mm -hmm. Arctic. So mm -hmm. this is why I came then to this um, involvement into Mosaic. So and you achieved lots of experience in your Antarctic work and that's why exactly. you're also joining this exactly. Arctic cruise. Exactly. Yeah. And so then it came that we had those different science teams on board. So we have the uh, the team ice, the team ocean, atmosphere, BGC, ECHO and uh, yeah, and ECHO. And then for the team ice, where I'm of course part of, they have also different subgroups as for mm -hmm. example, the snow team, the remote sensing team, the um transect team for um sea ice thickness and snow depth and so on and i got of course into the 
the snow team as snow is also my main um, research focus in the Antarctic. Okay. And there in the end, we formed a group where we had kind of three heads of that group. And there I got also involved. So this is one a colleague from Switzerland, one from the US and myself. And this was then already my first closer contact to Mosaic. And then when I was now in the beginning of that year in, in Antarctica, um, I got the request whether I would be willing to do the lead of the ice team on leg three. Mm -hmm. And so I said yes, even though at that point I had no clue what that means. <laughs> you <laughs> have they, a better clue now? Well, mm, yeah, it, kinds <laughs> of, it kind of forms. Well, but it will come to you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was already now quite quite some involvement in that entire thing. And so this is how I got more and more and more into mosaic, even though I was never like really the mosaic woman or scientist or whatever. But yeah, to finally answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> so I will lead the ice team on board, uh, the international ice team, and um, I will yeah um, contribute mostly to, the, to all um, science around snow. So digging snow pits, doing snow analysis, mm -hmm. taking a lot of snow samples, doing snow transects, everything related to snow. So this will be my main responsibility. But in the end, we aim to that everybody in the team is doing more or less everybody. So everybody should have a clue how things are going on. And there's a lot of stuff where you need one main PI which is mm -hmm. fine, but then you need several people to help and those will kind of shift. You have always this fixed PI, yeah. but yeah, so that everybody gets the chance to do different stuff and is not bored at some point by, <laughs> by his or her work. And you surely will choose the sea ice team jacket. Of course, right? <laughs> I chose it already. I should have worn it today. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, send us pictures with it. Yeah. Yes, I have already pictures of it. <laughs> I was even in TV already with it in the oh. news. Yeah. So, but yeah, of course, I went for the sea ice, even now for a second one. <laughs> okay. Cool. Because we know there was somebody that apparently yes. chose the wrong jacket. I had long discussions with him on that point. <laughs> But he well, explained to us already. Yeah, yes. he also explained to me and it got even worse. <laughs> like, so yeah. you're not buying this justification. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. Not. So you also people that need to now uh, choose their jackets watch out and find a good motivation for choosing your own jacket we won't accept any you know random reason for for any team sounds already quite busy i would yes. say but i was going through your cv first as i was preparing for because i, I we know each other now yes um and i saw that you've been already on quite some a number of expeditions right this yes. is going to be like your 10th Yes, so it will be my eighth on Polar Stern, um, and it will be all over. So taking also the land expeditions and on another icebreaker, it's my eleventh, I think, even. So cool. yeah, I spend quite some time in the field. Somewhere. You're a veteran of of expeditions, <laughs> then. <laughs> so will Mosaic just be one of the many the many <laughs> expeditions you had, or will it be special for you? Um, I think really in the end every expedition is special. So it's for for every expedition, um, if I kind of count them, every expedition has kind of a special name for me because you kind of connect okay. something special with it. And I mean, of course, mosaic is mosaic, so this is really really special already at the point how to get there. I mean, in a normal case, I bought Polar Stern in, in Cape Town or in, in Punta Arenas or in Tromsø. But now, well, I go on a Russian icebreaker to yeah. go then from the Russian icebreaker on Polar Stern. I mean, this is already just something tough kind of to, to imagine because we all have no clue how will be life on this Russian icebreaker mm -hmm. uh, or on this Russian um, supply vessel. And yeah, this is already... Of course, super exciting. And the second point is, in normal case, when I go on my Polarstein expeditions, I know exactly when do I board Polarstein and when will mm. be I will will I be back um, in the harbor in Punta Arenas or wherever. But this time it's like okay, hmm, we will see. Especially because our leg three, all the other legs are supplied by ships only by vessels. Mm -hmm. But after all the exchange between leg three and four will be by whatever kind of aircraft. So it might be okay. um, either by plane or by helicopter. 
and this is not sure when this is going to happen mm -hmm. due to weather mm -hmm. conditions, due to will they or right. will we be able to build a landing stripe so that a plane can land. And th so this plane would then go to Longyear Bean mm -hmm. um, on Svalbard. Okay. But also then not all people will go on once in that plane. So this will take also several um, forth and back. Yeah. And again, it's weather, it's it's a lot of stuff where we have all no clue. And so this time it's really tough also to say to my family, well, I have no clue when I'll be back, whether I'll be back most likely not for Easter, but I don't know. <laughs> I it's really exciting at that point. Um, yeah, be and we all say, okay, some, some people start kind of to stress themselves. Well, hmm, we don't know when we will, will be back for our families, but I always think like, okay, we can't, this is something we can't change. Whatever is going to right. happen, it's not in our hands. So yeah. just like look forward to him I mean, yeah it's really just for me it's really kind of an excitement because it's really as a real expedition so, so like where you have no big clue campaign yeah and the adventure mm, yeah. and the history that yes. comes exactly with it. exactly Although, yeah i mean i guess it doesn't it, it's not super easy to just say your friend i don't really know <laughs> where yeah right. when you're not gonna hear from me anymore when yeah. when you're gonna get to see me and i mean You get the time range, but it's yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. My parents are always like, "Oh, we would have wished that she would have just like." I mean, I studied metrology, so they yeah. were really <laughs> they they were hoping, okay, she's maybe just every evening in TV telling <laughs> yeah, us about the weather. Just... This would have been structured, but when I, as, as soon as I started with the smaller stuff, it was like, okay, she's different. <laughs> <laughs> they would have get to see you at least every evening for the yeah. for the for the weather announcements. And now <laughs> oh well yeah so so but also i mean what do you actually expect expect at your arrival because this is also not not very clear at the moment right this the ice flow is breaking up then they're freezing together i guess uh, <laughs> things are happening right now you don't know which instruments have been fallen into the water yeah. maybe <laughs> lost in the deep yeah. of the ocean <laughs> yeah well i mean this is really tough to to estimate in any case because i mean we just experienced that, that now last week that it's really like on a basis of hours everything can change i mean we had last week this big breakup of the of the ice cam so it really kind of split it into half mm -hmm. and they were really i then just got a really a message from board which was saying well steffi Rough City is drifting left to me. Oh, oh there's coming remote sensing city. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> what my is God. going on? And uh, so, I mean, in the end, it all came back somehow. Uh, and it um, it frozen again. And we mm -hmm. did not have any major losses of instruments. But this just shows that the entire system there is super dynamic. And it's really tough to estimate what will be there when we are there because also now they had of course a plan and a schedule how to do the supply with the Dranitsyn with the Russian mm -hmm. um, supply vessel but all those plans are now just useless because there's n the, the entire structure they had before is just gone so they will also just decide I mean they have now plan B to Z I think but in the end you have to s decide and see that just on short notice to see okay what do we have What do we have to work on and work with? And because Dranitsyn is supposed also to bring fuel and yeah, yeah, food yeah, fuel and, and it's yeah and a things, lot of right? tons yeah. of um, of freight in terms of scientific freight, but mm -hmm. of course also food and drinks and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. the normal supply and a lot of fuel, of course. <laughs> you look really skeptical. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm so happy to sit here in my. <laughs> well, I'm actually really looking forward uh, talking to you once you're back because then you can tell us how everything worked out. <laughs> so last week you have been in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. So my question is. Because last week you had a, like a survival training. You might want to yeah. talk about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in general, how do you prepare for the mosaic expedition? Yeah. Before, <laughs> you, before you're going there. Actually. And also taking into account all these like <laughs> dynamics that can go yeah. on. And yeah. Like well, so on the one hand, there's all those formal preparations, I would call it. So we had to go 
Um, we had to go to the Avi doctor, of course, as we have to for every expedition. Uh, you go to the Avi warehouse to get the pr your proper dresses. So there is an Avi doctor, exactly, it's and wh where you medi medical, medical center exact, where you go. And there and you have the have the medical check where they really check everything. Had, did you have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have <laughs> also those on the on the, on the bicycle, bicycle. Yes. and um, yeah, for the <laughs> for the women now for mosaic, it's new that you do have to do a pregnancy test. But okay. the funny oh, thing really? about it is that you have to do it three months and uh, three months in advance. I and don't so get that everything point. can happen in between, right? <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> That's an interesting well, <laughs> point. Just, just as a side note. Yeah. <laughs> At least you don't have to do it afterwards, right? <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> that would be very intrusive, I have to say. I would feel not, not good about that. There's already a North Pole, baby. But okay. Is it? That's Because I was just going to say I haven't, haven't heard about it is, anything, it is. but there might it is. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> no contributions from my we side. Don't speak about that anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Exactly. And then we go to the Abbey warehouse where we got our warm clothing at least mm -hmm. part of it. Um, the the suit for the, um, how do you call it? The survivor suit somehow. And mm -hmm. um, that we also have to wear on the ice. This one we will get in Tromsø, but all the other warm mm -hmm. stuff we will just get here. So Avi provides you with everything un other than underwear, right? Socks? Yeah, but, yeah, but also this um, wool underwear we also get. Um, oh, yeah, okay. but still, since I had been to so many expeditions, I have I'm more or less I have completely my own my personal um, equipment. So I yeah. just actually brought all that stuff to the warehouse. <laughs> okay, <to show. laughs> and I exactly now and I just packed this pr uh, private stuff in the RV bags in okay. the end so that I have it mm. in Tromsø. This thing where I so and then the third thing now, which is of course special for the Arctic, is then the shooting training. I had now three weeks ago, and okay. this is here close to Bremerhaven. So at first you have the theoretical part where you mainly learn what you need to do to, in best case, that you do not need to shoot the polar bear. So that's it's all about safety mm -hmm. and all about so how yeah, what do you need to do to to um to avoid, to avoid that exactly. Yeah. And then you go to this shooting range, um, yeah, here in the vicinity of Bremerhaven. And then, yeah, we did uh, the day shooting and the night shooting. Um, because, yeah, during our leg, it will be also still dark. And you, of course, we also have to <laughs> make sure that uh, we also feel safe in the darkness and that we can work mm. um, during dark, dark hours. And, yeah, this is what we also kind of need to do i mean we are all asked to do that but this is not something mandatory because i mean if you don't want to or if you don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. with that you don't have to do that so what happened so you stayed in a dark room or no 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 you're really outside in ah, the dark so okay. we really did uh -huh. it I, i think we finished it like midnightish i've been at home again all afterwards right. so we really we spent the entire day um at first during daylight shooting on this polar bear how dummy. do you call it dummy more or less yes and then in the and during dark hours and i mean in november it got luckily already pretty early dark yeah. so therefore mm -hmm. uh, yeah and then do the shooting there okay. so you expect yourself to be on the ice floe at some point and doing the bear watch yeah so this is what we rifle. yeah so we have for each like six people um from the logistics with us who mm -hmm. are supposed to do um a lot of the polar bear watches And as they are the super trained people, of course, but this is not enough. Wherever you are working more or less now on the flow, you have to have at least one polar bear guard with you. And in addition, you have always, I think it's two polar bear guards on the ship, um, which whenever, also when there's only one person outside, you have to have at least, I think it was two Uh, polar bear guards also on board so you need quite some people to cover all the polar bear guards especially so these guys will stay on the bridge and it's um, also us scientists okay. in the end so it's really a mix mm -hmm. just so that we really need really need to see that in the end the work can be done somehow um no matter who is doing the polar bear watches but somebody needs to do mm -hmm. it yes so and this is why it's really important that as many people as possible get trained on that yeah. um, because otherwise it might happen that we can't do our science because we don't have people to do to that and exactly and i yeah. mean this is also something really exhausting and i mean you're just standing there more or less and look around and if you do mm -hmm. that in a wind chill of minus 50 60 
it's That's not that not comfortable. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's really also exhausting, uh, exhausting, ex uh, especially during nighttime because you really have to be yeah. really mm. on focus all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then in, the, in addition, um, I've been last week in Amsterdam for this STCW training. So this is a kind of a safety training. What does it mean? S uh, I cannot even tell you. W safety something. Training. So this is something uh, that's a little bit complicated. It's not related to mosaic really. And it's not because we are on Polar Stern, but this is for the Russian ship because originally for the Makarov, where we were supposed to go from Tromsø to um, to Polarstern on that ship, we as a scientist would have been on board not as passengers but but as crew because ah. they had they mm. are allowed just to have a certain number of people on board as passenger, so everybody else needs to be officially as crew. And if you are on a ship as um, as crew member, you have to have certain certificates, mm -hmm. and one of those certificates is this STCW. So that means we had. It's about first aid. It's about we had um, sea survival, so jumping in the water and doing some stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then we had fire... Mm, Firefighter training. Yeah, yeah? it's a kind no. of a firefighter training, but not really. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit some of that. And then also some um, active breathing system training where you have get really like a bottle of um, air mm. on, your, on your shoulder mm -hmm. and then this mask and then really also learn to deal with that also in the dark also with uh, some smoke and it's really like real and a real condition so it was really not that easy for me to be honest but yeah we all you managed, managed. Yeah. i survived it as yeah, you see you're here <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and now a quick update on mosaic it's 16th of december and you know the mosaic expedition is mm -hmm. right now actually came to the end of leg one. Yes. And I think uh, last week, Kapitan Dranitsin, the Russian ship, was going um, to meet with Polarstern. And I have no update, actually, if they already met. Mm -hmm. Because I think the sea ice was really thick. I don't know yeah. if, if the crew or the scientist team uh, already exchanged each other. We just saw a post um, this morning on... Christian Haas on the Mosaic app, follow.mosaic-expedition.org, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Something of um, that sort. So Christian Haas, uh, a colleague of us, he will be um, the chief scientist for this um, second leg. I think Markus Rex is now coming home. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so this is the the stage we where we are <laughs> right now recording this. Yes. Um, uh, once you hear this episode with Steffi Arndt, there the might be will be will have been completed yeah. and um, most probably people from like one are going home maybe they already arrived at home I don't think that will be before Christmas I don't think so yes but and for if you're curious about um, weekly updates from the Arctic there is always the podcast the official mosaic podcast mm -hmm. uh, Arctic Drift it's for it's German it's available only in German for now, at least. Mm -hmm. So you kind of need to have some some German skills to understand everything. But it's a it's it's a one of the sources that you can check out if you're curious about what is going on and what has been going on in the past week. Yes, and uh, the mosaic. If you are interested also in Antarctic stuff, I just uh, found out there's a really nice podcast also in German. So you can improve your German yes. skills. Yeah. Um, it's called Treibholz, um, Driftwood mm -hmm. in English. And um, this is uh, done by two ladies, uh, Maxi and Ronja, mm -hmm. they are called. And um, they're obviously, they're not um, natural scientists, but they're more on the humanities. But okay. they, they I, I just listened to the last two episodes, so I don't know a lot about um, their background, but they seem to have just, um, they're just interested a lot in oceanography. Mm -hmm. So they decided to start this oceanography podcast. And I think this is their second season now. Cool. And um, they had just uh, an re a really nice interview from a PhD student from Bergen. Um, her name is Nadine Steiger. Yeah. So also, if you're listening to, to us right now, just make sure you check out 
Treibholz. Yes. You won't be doing any signs on the Dranitsin while you're going, right? Mm, What was that yes an no. idea at some point to make yeah, signs yes. already? Well, there are different aspects. So in general, no. Um, what we will do um, are some ice observations, mm -hmm. um, visual ice observations, mm -hmm. as we do it on every expedition through sea ice. Um, For the Ice Watch database, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But this is allowed only outside of the Russian zone. So mm. uh, um, inside of the Russian zone, we are not allowed to do anything. Uh, so there we are mm. really just sitting and waiting. <laughs> how long How long will the transit probably be? They always said two weeks mm -hmm. but it was now also mentioned that for the ones leaving today that they might be already um in the vicinity of the ship end of next week um which would be less so than two weeks even. but mm. uh, it really depends on where will be polar stern at that point where the drift yeah brought them yeah and um it's it's in the end all about ice conditions i mean if we have um bad weather conditions and we have a lot of pressure on the mm -hmm. ice then it can take weeks to go there when we are lucky and it's just like all loosening up then it can be faster so it's really mm. it's hard to predict but they so this is why they they always plan to have the legs kind of in the schedule it always says from 15 to 15 so oh. it means that we are supposed to leave on the 27th then to have more or less two weeks to go there and then to have a several days the exchange and then it's two weeks back but i mean this is not really reality in the end mm -hmm. <laughs> but this is what the schedule says yeah Mm, but you might be able to finish your next paper while you're going <laughs> right. on the yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, not having anything to do. <laughs> I think this like, is what yeah. people plan to do. Some, yeah. But uh, I mean, yes and no again, because there won't be any real internet connection. So oh, you have okay. to have all your stuff with mm, you. Right. So I think it's in the end a lot about socializing to get familiar with the group, to get familiar with your team or the ice team or the ocean team or whatever. Mm. And yeah, to have a good time and to be super motivated. <laughs> and relax also a little bit before you actually get yeah. to work. Yeah. yeah. So will everybody be exchanged? No. No. Well, there are people really staying for several legs. Mm. Um, the captain, for example, they decided to really split half and half. So uh, Stefan Schwarze, who is mm. now on board, he will be there for like one, two and three. Mm. And then he will exchange after like three and then it's like four to six to mm. Wunderlich. So... Um, and all the others. So I know some who are doing two legs. Also, I think in my ice team, there's also one guy who is doing like two and three. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said, there are also several people doing like one and four or two and five. And so, yeah, there's mm -hmm. also some then knowledge transfer somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, coming a little bit more to the year of polar prediction. Yes. Because we are doing that yes. <laughs> for a reason, <laughs> which is exactly that this is the official podcast of the year, of, uh, the one and only <laughs> podcast of the year of polar prediction. And we try to draw this line between the year of polar prediction and mosaic. So we would like to ask you, <laughs> what would be your connection to, to the year of polar prediction? Maybe? Because you have been involved in the year of polar prediction before, right. but more or less for Antarctic reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um, my connection was, yeah, as you said, so mainly um, so far for Antarctica. So I did a lot of buoy work, so autonomous ice travel platforms that we deploy on the ice, which drift with the ice and send data back home. And there they also measure not only my sea ice properties, but also atmospheric um, atmospherical conditions. The buoy can measure Yes, so they exactly. So the snow buoys, for example, yeah. so they measure snow accumulation rates, mm -hmm. but also give us an air temperature and air pressure. Mm -hmm. And this is what we kind of contributed to YOP and to the GTS system and all that stuff. So you went on the ice and deployed the buoy? Exactly. For the, the Antarctic, ice. during the okay. last years, whatever kind of buoy deployed from Avi, you see there, I it deployed it. <laughs> it was me. So thank you. It. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for all your work. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, now also for Mosaic, we de they deployed um, on the central floor, but especially in the distributed network around with Thomas Kumpen and J um, Jacob Belter from our section. They did a lot of work on, the, on those distributed networks where they deployed 
a huge amount of buoys and they all of course contribute to your to the gts system and to all those data um, streams on the on bigger scales i would say maybe we have to explain to the listeners of the podcast what is the gts just briefly so the gts is a system global telecommunication system that was initiated by the world meteorological organization mm -hmm. the same organization organization that, that promotes and, and endorses the europol prediction yeah. not just endorses it's like the europol prediction is a project by The World Meteorological Organization. Right. And they are um, providing the system. So all the weather observations and uh, sea ice observations, I'm not sure actually, but mm. atmospheric observations yeah. at least go into the GTS in real time. Right. If, I mean, if possible. Yeah. So from our buoys, I know... Or as far as I know, I should better say, <laughs> it's um, the really the air temperature and the air pressure only, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not the actual sea ice or snow measurement that we that we are doing mainly with it. But yeah, right. And from there, the weather centers who actually provide forecasts, they can pick these observations and work with yeah. them to improve and uh, the information weather forecast. Yeah, right. So, okay, so um, buoys have been deployed already on the ice, on mm -hmm. the ice around Polarstern, and you will take care of them? Will you go and check, or how yes. will that work? Yes, so as I said, so we will have some buoys just on the central floor, so this will be mm -hmm. easy to maintain them. Um, but we have the possibility also to revisit all the other buoys or all the other flows where we um, deployed a lot of buoys. Even now during winter time or during the dark period, as they also installed lights on the on the floors, so they can switch them on and off and ah, um, just remotely okay. to have because they know they need those lights for landing with a helicopter. So you can go to those floors only by helicopter. And of course it's night, but also the helicopter crew had a special night training mm -hmm. that they are able to fly also during night conditions or during dark conditions. And but they just figured out during the last full moon period that if they have full moon and the weather is good and clear that, that it's super bright okay. due to the fact that there is the bright moon and that you have the white super reflecting surface yeah. and therefore they managed uh, during that time really good to do those maintenance um, of the systems mm. just around the around the central flow. Mm. That, so that was actually my question after we had the interview last week with Thomas because he was t telling how he helped to set, set up the up. distributed network yeah. but then I thought will anybody ever go <laughs> there go back <laughs> over the year and check what's going on yeah. because yes. if these ice flows are I don't know breaking up these instruments might just fall into the water and nobody and nobody's ever going to check that again well I mean we have always the access to the data as the data is is transmitted via satellites I see. Um, so okay. I mean I can see mm -hmm. every hour I can tell you every hour more or less about every buoy how is it doing how yeah how is it doing or not is and that something we could also check is that yes, on the mayor on the mayor ice portal on the okay. sea ice on, on the data part of the sea ice portal there it's updated every day once a day Mm -hmm. um, and there oh. you can see all buoys that we deployed during um, Mosaic and also all other buoys we ever deployed in the Arctic and <laughs> ever. Arctic sea ice. So, so go and check the seaiceportal.de -E. or yes. German yes. Meereisportal.de. Yeah. So exactly. and this we will do that. Yes. We will do that. You should yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're listening, go there go and check there it. And check check it out exactly and um, and from then yes, I mean we have all uh, all more or less an eye on that and we know that some systems actually really stopped already so they failed already and oh. um, which is really unfortunate but this might be a lot of stuff might uh, just happened now during the last days due to that mm. storm and of course currently they have other problems and issues than maintaining their buoy sites as they just start kind of to set up their ice camp again um but of course at some point they might fly there and check whether mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. still whether i mean whether the flow is still existing so that they can still maintain something yeah. or when the flow just break up right the buoy is simply just gone who is now having your role 
What is the, 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 the ICB? The lead of the um, Polona Itkin. She ah, okay. was so in the CIS physics. Exactly. She mm -hmm. was in our section at Abi doing her PhD. Mm -hmm. And now she's in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just so had like the yeah. stupid questions, actually, like <laughs> the one that are not necessarily related to to science, but like connected also to the preparations, to expeditions and stuff. Do you have like your personal rituals that you do before going somewhere or like on for a long time or like, no, you know, I just go there because it's like taking <laughs> a plane that that is yeah, that yeah. that isn't allowed mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as an answer. Well, no. <laughs> Do you take any special music with you? For no, I have always my my small kein Ohrhasen with me, ah, <laughs> which is a soft toy, soft toy a German yeah. soft toy from a German German movie. Right. Um, but it's a it's a rabbit with no ears. Yeah. yeah. For for <laughs> for non-German speakers. Non yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. So in general, so what I take with me are of course always pictures of my family and friends um, to put it on the walls in my cabin mm -hmm. um, and do you already know uh, with whom you will share your cabin no I haven't decided uh, well what oh. means I haven't decided so <laughs> you can give um, preferences mm -hmm. whether you, if you have a friend or even if you are with um, if you're with your partner on board you can mm -hmm. just say you want to share with him or her um, but I Which happens done so. in the Arctic community sometimes. Yes, yeah. there are partners. Some, yes, <laughs> quite some. Couples. It's a family business in exactly. the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, <laughs> I lost what I wanted to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now we are interested in the happy story <laughs> on your family. <laughs> what is that you're not telling us, Steffi? <laughs> No, but um, I mean, things change quite a lot also on board of Polar Stern, as we have since two years also WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. um, so this makes in general the connection back home much closer and easier than it was before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's really, I mean, it's still, of course, I say goodbye to everybody. I say goodbye in the social media to say, well, pff, I'm off for a couple of weeks or months, but it's still due to all those good connections um it does not really feel i mean you're still there in your own kind of bubble so mm -hmm. um also especially in terms of news for example i mean we have on board mm -hmm. us uh, i don't know it's i think for four pages for a four pages newspaper okay um But at some point you really stop caring about mm. because it's really like, I mean, it's far away and whatever's going to happen, you can't change it. But still this WhatsApp, especially this WhatsApp connection, I really see how things changed on board that you're really mm -hmm. then it's and I'm even not really sure whether I like it or not, because before it was really you were sitting together, you were play, you, we, we played um in the evenings a lot of board games or card games and it's really social and it, I mean this is still what you're doing but you have always your mobile with mm -hmm. you sitting next okay. to you yeah. and you're waiting mm -hmm. for messages and I mean of course for for families and also if you have children at home this right. is really I think this is a big positive step um, but yeah it's still really it, it changed the life on board a yeah. lot and therefore of course you still feel super remote yeah so no so in the end now I don't have any real yeah real ritual what what we do before so because when I went so I was three times during Christmas time on board and then I was always the last week before uh, the last weekend before I left I was in my parents house in Meilsdorf close to in Berlin Meilsdorf close to yeah. where Kistner's from yes oh, we are from just, the same area yes, we just out Due to Instagram, actually, that we went to the same school, even. Cool. Yes. So we are really close. Yeah. So yeah, and when I go then um, home the week before, um, I I went then on Polish day, and my family they cooked always the meal for me that we have oh, usually for Christmas nice. at home. That's and so cool. <laughs> so I, we always had a kind of free Christmas, but um, <laughs> so now I mean now I'm for Christmas at home what I really like so. I always eat so taking I stop a bath maybe the last yeah. bath before no, it's, it's more like a at some, at some point I stop eating meat 
and just eat a lot of vegetables because meat is what we will get for hell, especially on the Russian <laughs> yeah. ship, but mm. also on Podashta. <laughs> and all the fresh stuff, is, uh, fresh stuff is pretty soon gone. So, yeah, a bit of detoxing then the, the pre-cruise. <laughs> yes, <and> just, like, <laughs> prepare your body to yeah. get a lot of proteins instead of yeah. vitamins. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's some. Mm. Those are adjustments that probably mm. yeah make your cope better. Also, yeah. <laughs> just like the shock of having so much meat that can be an yeah. issue so except for the kind of hasen <laughs> soft toy what will soft you toy? what is the most important thing you would bring with tea 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 yeah. okay. I'm, what, i don't what kind of tea i it's <laughs> i'm a little bit special so <laughs> i don't drink coffee or not that much but i have always my green tea and my red fruits tea with me mm -hmm. it's nothing really special but People know me from board having always my glass bottle with tea with me. Okay. And everybody's just <laughs> kidding about it all the time, but that's fine <laughs> for me. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm drinking a lot of tea and I really bring always my own tea. So this is something really important. Mm -hmm. um, and then some, <laughs> this is again more science related, but those warming pads for my fingers and my feet. Um, mm -hmm. As I have there some yeah issues due to previous cruises. But yeah, really are there warming pads for fingers? Yeah, Yeah. well, there's those thingies that you can then just put in your mittens. They warm and then oh, you have okay. cold fingers. Just put it boop. in the mittens and it's like, oh, nice. so nice oh. and warm. <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. alive again. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is experience, experience you kind of gain over all those expeditions right. and yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I think this is really the main thing that I also still need to buy my tea. I have a list already at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? what is How further needed? along are you with your to-do list now? <laughs> it's not that, so it's really, uh, yeah, it, it's mainly just buying my tea mm -hmm. and my warming things. I think all the others... Seasickness are... is not a problem for you, I guess? No, no. that's, that's fine-ish. More or less, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm tired, but it's not really that I need to puke or whatever. So it's really, it's mm -hmm. fine. There are a lot of different techniques for to do. And on board, you usually get those um, little plasters to do it uh, behind your ear. Mm -hmm. But it's really funny because then you might have problems with your eyes to focus. So I <laughs> you solve there. one problem and then you get another one. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really funny to sit there with people having this issue and just on the like table. Go into it. And when they just try to, to eat and just grab the last <laughs> bit. Bad. Well, if oh you, you have God. those little, um, I don't know the English word, absent, um, peace, yeah. peace, exactly. And then if you try to get this, <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, for them, it's not funny at all because no. they always, they feel in general really dizzy. But <laughs> sitting there, it's always. A <laughs> It's funny, cool. <laughs> but it's mean. I know you're nothing that you have to to struggle with. Then. No, not cool. so far. I mean, you can be never sure. Yeah, it might not is... appear at some point, but so far. And then one last question, maybe that it's that is also a way to then open to the actual episode that we're gonna do with you once you're back. What should we ask you when you're back? What would you like to answer to, maybe? Oh. <laughs> maybe what are the scientific surprises? Um, because I'm, or, or in general, I think things that happened that we did not expect beforehand. Because, I mean, we did a lot of planning. We had a lot of things that we expected beforehand. What might happen? We had for everything like plan B to Z. But eight already years, eight years of planning. We learned from we Thomas, learned. exactly, right? exactly, yes. and uh, and then now they started, and they saw pretty soon. Well, this it's is. nice to have a plan, <laughs> but just forget about it and just adapt to reality. And I think this right. is this is something that will happen on every like again and again and again with always new issues. I mm -hmm. mean, the big thing on leg three is what I'm really looking forward to see. So when the sun is coming back, I mean, like two now will be in complete darkness. They won't mm -hmm. see any sun for months now. And also when we arrive, it will be still dark. But then with us, the sun is coming mm. back. <laughs> and uh, I think this is, will be really exciting in terms of social and of personal experience. But of course, also in terms of science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that then again, new issues might appear. And our lake is expected to be the coldest one. So also, therefore, it will be 
challenging and it's really mm. I'm really looking forward and I'm really excited to see all those challenges to see how we adapt as a team and every single person of a team yeah I think this is this will be like really the ones uh, yeah I think this those will be in the end the most questions mm. uh, raised yeah well thank you very much Steffi thank we, you for being with us yes it was fun we look forward <laughs> to hearing um, back from you to be back here in the studio um, actually I have one another topic but maybe we can cover that next time it's about women in science oh. and maybe being from East Germany if you want to talk about oh, that yes yes <laughs> I I am very much looking forward to, to yeah. this conversation mm -hmm. actually But yeah. yeah, we can leave it to the actual episode that we're going to do with Steffi when she's back. And so just wait for it. <laughs> that will probably be when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Easter. Mm. So I hope to be back. This is also what I will tell my family. <laughs> I hope to be back mid of April. Mid okay. of April. So we might, we, <laughs> we might be able to do the episode with you early May. There I'm on. So if I'm back, yeah, I'll be beginning of May in my fitness camp in Spain, from where I learned my dance that I want to do on the ice with okay. my. Okay. <laughs> no, but that uh, yeah. has priority. For yes, sure. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, we can just yeah. Can we can see, but so it will notice. be not before April nope. to hear Steffi yes. no. on our iSpot. But no. uh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. We have other episodes coming. Yes, other stories, other people joining us and sharing their experience on Mosaic. And uh, we want to say thank you again to Radio Visa TV for hosting us and offering their spaces here in Bremerhaven. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Okay. Thank All you right. so much, Steffi. Thank, Thank you. you again, Steffi. <laughs> and have I'm looking a forward to coming back <laughs> and tell you what happened. Yes. About, about the unexpected. <laughs> and the behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Something that we don't get to know. <laughs> the from. official and the unofficial <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes. Cool. Then, bye-bye. Thank you for okay. being with us. Thank you. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, so this was our very nice interview with Steffi Arndt. Yes. Um, we're we really hope. grateful that Steffi could come. We also, we hope you enjoyed it too. So the next episode, the second official episode with Thea Schneider from Uni Potsdam, yeah. it's going to come out in January. So stay tuned and check your podcast feed for the next episode of The Ice Pod. And if you need some music, just check out the iSpot playlist. Exactly. If you're looking for a playlist for um, the New Year's Eve party, why not using ours? <laughs> We are just providing anybody <laughs> with nice music out there. So uh, if you need inspiration, at least check it out. Yes. And because it's almost Christmas, we wish you all our listeners a very, very nice holiday season and a very, very nice uh, winter pause, Christmas pause, Hanukkah pause. I don't know, whatever you're yes. celebrating. Yeah. Enjoy your time off. Yes. Rest, don't work and listen to the ice pod. Exactly. Goodbye. Goodbye. The iSpot is produced by the Year of Polar Prediction International Coordination Office. With the technical support of Radio Visa TV. As well as the support by the communication team of Mosaic and the Alfred Wegner Institute. Editorial responsibility is with Kirstin Werner and Sara Pascoletto. Our theme music is composed by Kevin McLeod, available on incompetech.com. For any questions, please contact us at polarprediction at gmail.com. Actually, we cannot do that with Marcus Rex, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I just told him that I want to do my dancing on Lex 3, and oh, he yeah. was really jealous. So he should at <laughs> least he do here the exercises. Okay. Yes. We do that.